In this world, we have suffering. We have disappointments. We have trauma. We have lack, and we have relational difficulties, and a multitude of other cares and anxieties in this life. Knowing our life conditions and our human frailty, Jesus tells us in John 14, 27, Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. But we might ask, it might be rising up within you like it has within me so many times. Jesus, how can I possibly have peace in a circumstance like this? So friend, I invite you to come in today. This is the Move Your Heart podcast, and I am Val Brown. Today I am joined with a very special friend and a guest. Her name is Cindy Lou Rummel. And Cindy has just written a wonderful devotional, and it is called Serenity, Finding God's Peace in a World of Chaos. And this is her beautiful book. So we're going to talk today, and I think, friends, you're going to be encouraged because actually we can find peace in very, very difficult circumstances. So come in just as you are with everything that you think and everything that you feel and be willing to have an open heart. And I think your heart will be encouraged by Cindy's message today. So thank you for joining us, my friend, and a very warm welcome to my friend, Cindy. Cindy Lou Rummel. How are you today, Cindy? I am so excited to be here, Val, and um, just happy that it's Christmas time and uh, <laughs> looking forward to all that brings. Oh, good. Well, this is such a wonderful time to have you because your name, Cindy Lou, I know has uh, some great significance for you. I wonder if your mother named you that, uh, you know, on purpose thinking of Cindy Lou from the Grinch or any connection there? Um, Actually, my dad gave me that name. Ah. Um, My sister, uh, who was 18 months older than me, her name was Linda Sue. And my dad thought it would be cute if our names rhymed. And so he named me Cindy Lou. And um, that was about that same time that Dr. Seuss actually wrote The Grinch. And so I have been called Cindy Lou Who my entire life. And um, my new motto is, in this world of Grinches, choose to be a Cindy Lou Who. (laughs) I love that. And uh, I can say that you're a very upbeat, positive person. You always have some encouragement to share, and you're always smiling, and you're a delight to be around. So, uh, Thank again, you. thanks for joining me. So I want to um, make the connection for our audience here, not only on how we know each other personally, but uh, I want to bring in a very key part of your story where there's a situation, several situations in your life where peace really wouldn't have been possible without some divine help. 
But um, I want to uh, ask you to just tell our audience uh, where you live, a little bit about your family, maybe about what you, you do in life. Can you tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Um, I'm just really a simple country girl from western Pennsylvania, Indiana County, Christmas tree capital of the world. Um, I don't believe that's a coincidence. Um, uh, I'm married to my husband, Ralph, and between us, we have five adult children, four of which are married, and 13 grandchildren. And I have been an LPN, which for those that may not know what those initials stand for, is a licensed practical nurse. So I do practically anything for almost 35 years now. And um, truly just looking forward to an early retirement so I can Mm. spend more time doing God things and ministry things and concentrate on writing more books. So we live in the country, have a small farm, and, um, you know, I just want to encourage people. I just really have a heart to encourage people. Mm, Well, that certainly comes through in your life, uh, as I see it, uh, being in some of your life circles. Um, We both participate in a ministry called Celebrate Life, and this is in Clymer, Pennsylvania, and is a a recovery ministry, but not only a recovery ministry, it really has has morphed into, uh, let's show people how to do life in the middle of sorrows and and sufferings and um, struggles. Yes, Uh, so Pastor Jackie uh, and also Jim Green, her husband, from the Marion Center area in Pennsylvania, have this ministry, and I think they're coming up on 10 years very soon. But uh, we met one another in the Celebrate Life ministry just about two years ago. It'll be in March. And you play a very key role there. Can you tell me and the listeners a little bit about the ministry that you head up as a division of Celebrate Life? Sure, sure. Um, Going through and meeting a lot of the different people at Celebrate Life, um, I met a wonderful lady who had recently lost her husband. And she was telling me about a ministry called Grief Share. And I had never heard of that, Um, but I've come to learn that it is a worldwide organization. And um, so I joined the Grief Share group uh, because of personal circumstances in my life and um, was so moved by it and began my healing that I decided to do another 13-week cycle and trained as a co-leader. And now I lead our grief share there in Climber, and we do two cycles a year. And um, it's not just for um, people that maybe lost a spouse, but people that have lost a child, a sibling, a friend, you know, any, any loss that you've had and you're really struggling with and wondering, is what I'm going through normal? Is what I'm feeling normal? Is life ever going to be normal again? Am I ever going to be happy again? And um, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. And with Grief Share, it is not a counseling. It is a support group. 
and uh, we work through 13 different topics in that 13-week cycle and just help one another through listening and sharing our experiences and work through some of the key things of the loneliness, the anger, the what ifs and why God and things like that. So it has been very beneficial in my life. Um, it's really a great feeling to be able to smile again and know that it's a real smile and that I'm truly happy and I can actually feel that in my face where for several years, I did not. Mm. So, oh. I, I I know your story includes very personal, close family unit loss, and yes, I, I know that some of our listeners may be in circumstances that are that that from the pit of the stomach, just grievous. Just then, I think that they can't get beyond it. I, I know there's a, a lot of suffering out there in the world. Um, would you mind sharing just a little bit of your personal story and let us know how it is that you were able to to find help in the middle of that and maybe even peace as well? Sure. Um, well, what I, the basic true message that I've known in my heart for many years as a Christian, but really became solid and um, a foundation for me is that we can truly only have peace on this side of heaven through Jesus Christ. And my sister, like I said, Linda, who was 18 months older than me, so she was my first playmate, my first best friend, my first enemy. You know, we went through yes. thick and thin together. And she was diagnosed with a brain tumor uh, back in 1995. And um, she lived 25 years with that. Oh and gosh. in 2019, it turned cancerous. And it took her within five months. Um, so that was a very difficult time because we really felt like we had beat it. Like, hey, my sister and I are going to grow old together. And it's, you know, you look forward to that. Um, and then all of a sudden, she turned 56 in April and she went home to the Lord May 6th. And it was just devastating for our family. That was my mother's firstborn child. And um, my brother took it very, very hard. He's uh, younger than us. Um, he was only 47. And seven months later, nine days before Christmas, he went to work and went to the bathroom and literally dropped dead. They said he was gone before he hit the floor. His heart just stopped. And that was quite a devastating blow because we were still in the throes of grief for my sister. And I felt like, you know, I had had lost an arm. And then my brother dies. And now I've lost my right arm. You know, I always said my sister and I were the best of frenemies. And um, if people 
don't know what that means. It's you're the best of friends, but you're also the best of enemies because we we really fought tooth and nail all of our lives, but had such a deep love for one another too, as families do. But my brother was my best friend. He was my children's first babysitter. He was only 11 years old when I brought my first son home from the hospital. And he was everybody's go-to. He was everybody's best friend. He was the guy that came in and lit up the room. And Christmas was his thing. I'm not exaggerating when I say I've seen his house with 29 Christmas trees in it and oh each gosh. one decorated with its own oh. theme. And mm -hmm. um, he would literally start decorating Labor Day weekend to be ready for the holidays. And so for him to pass nine days before Christmas and mm -hmm. with no warning, and that's how we lost my dad 28 years ago. He had a massive heart attack and, you know, all I kept thinking was my mother, here she is, she's buried a husband, she lost a child at birth, she's buried her firstborn, and now she's burying her baby, and it's just her and I, and how do I, how do I even begin to process this? Yes. And so I didn't, I stuffed mm -hmm. it. I just kept stuffing it and stuffing it and stuffing it and didn't allow myself to feel anything. I was just going through the motions of living. And so I want the listeners to know truly that you're you're not alone. We we all many of us go through this of just shutting down our emotions. And what I've learned through Grief Share is that that is really not a healthy thing to do. It's not only damaging to you um, emotionally and spiritually, but also physically. And um, so through Grief Share, I may not have all the answers that I want of why, yes. but I can look at it now and say, God has given me peace in that he numbered our days before we were even born. He knew us mm -hmm. in the womb. Yes. He is our Prince of Peace, and he knows when he is going to call each one of us home. And I have peace in knowing that I will see them again mm -hmm. and where they are because they had both mm -hmm. accepted Christ as their Savior. And... Um, that does override when you're able to process and start feeling these emotions. And we say you have to feel to heal. When you start processing those and writing this book was very cathartic for me um, because each verse is about peace. And so when you come to start digesting that and where peace truly comes from, which is from Jesus. You have a joy in your heart that underlines everything else. There's a peace there that it doesn't matter what you're going through, be it loss of a job, a divorce, loss of a spouse, loss of a family member, whatever it is, you can have peace in knowing that Jesus is with you 
and he's for you. He is our Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. And that has been life-changing for me. And okay. just to be able to... Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, is that there's a relationship there. That's what you're talking about. So I know some of our listeners really don't know Jesus. And I know some probably know him just by going to church, maybe sometimes. And maybe there are those that sit in church week after week, but really know about him, but don't know him. Let me ask you to bring a little bit of your story in there. Where did you first, how did you first come to know Jesus? What did that look like? Well, when I was a little girl here, my, my parents did not attend church. I was not brought up in a Christian home. But our neighbors down the, down the lane, I mean, we're truly country here. It's a half mile down the lane to the neighbor. Um, they offered my mom and dad to start taking my brother and sister and I to church with them. And so we attended a little country church over the hill here, Purchase Line Church of the Brethren. And just going to Sunday school class and listening to the sermons, even though I may not have truly understood them, I grasped the, the meaning and feeling behind it. Okay. And just seeing the way those people lived and how much love they showed and joy. It was like, man, I really, I really want that. I want that in my life. And so I accepted Christ as my Savior when I was 10 years old and was baptized in that church. And then, you know, life happens. We become teenagers, and it was the 70s, and, you know, we become wayward people. And then after I had my children, I was like, you know what? I want them to live right. I need to live right. I need to be a good role model. And so we started going to church as a family, my three boys and I. And um, I really rededicated my life to Christ. And through the loss of my brother and sister, although I still had faith, I was really at unrest. I really didn't have peace. I was in deep turmoil. And so through coming to celebrate life and learning and just listening to the messages, and really it is a matter of, first of all, making that choice. Do I want to live as Jesus directs and follow him? Or do I want to live as the world lives? And so that's the first choice. We don't have to clean ourselves up. And we don't have to know everything there is to know, right? Because we're never going to know everything about God until we see him face to face in heaven. So the first step is really just making that decision. Do I want to accept this gift of salvation? And that's what it is. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. You can't clean yourself up and be good and get it. It's a free gift that God offers us through his son, Jesus Christ. And so that's, I think, really the first step. And then you just start being around Christian people and listening to messages and, you know, reading little books like this. You know, maybe you can only uh, digest one nugget at a time. 
And that's okay. Because sometimes that one nugget is the most powerful thing that you have. And so I think just, you know, starting to live that way and growing as we go is, is mm -hmm. key. Mm -hmm. uh, it's certainly evident in your life that you do have a faith that's a very tangible thing that you can apply to these very difficult circumstances. I don't know about you, but has my my walk with the Lord has deepened. I have realized that he really is the source of peace. I, I used to think even as a, as a young mom who didn't have much money, if I only had enough money to pay my bills, then everything would be peaceful. Or if, if my husband would walk with the Lord, then my life would be peaceful. Or, any any number of things if if this if this if this and i would always find myself reaching to some future thing that if this would happen then i would have peace but it just seemed to be always elusive because even if this one thing fell into place there were tons of other things that weren't peaceful have you found that to be a progression for you as well Absolutely. And what we call that is chasing happiness, right? Uh -huh. I'll be happy when. I'll be happy if. Well, if God gives me this, I'll be happy. Oh, if this happens, I'll have peace. But mm -hmm. that's, that's not the, the fact of it. The, the base of it is, number one, we need to be happy with where we are in our circumstances, because we don't know the big picture of what God may be working behind the scenes, which he is always working. I mean, like you said, who knew when we met almost two years ago that we would be sitting here now? Only right. God. Right. But also that piece, it's not because of outside factors around us or what somebody else is doing, but it comes within us through Jesus Christ. That's where the peace is. And that is what the angel's message was at Christmas, peace on earth. That meant peace in the heart of man, that there is salvation, that there is goodwill. Not that there was gonna be no more war and everything was just gonna be, you know, hunky-dory but we could have peace within ourselves through Jesus Christ in all circumstances because he is the giver of peace. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because actually, um, is it in Isaiah 53 where it talks about the coming of the Lord and he'd be our wonderful counselor and it calls him the, the Prince of Peace? Yes, God, and that is actually... God knows. Is that one of your readings? Yes, it is. I thought and, I um, it's that actually Isaiah 9, 6. For okay. unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. So when the angels came to the shepherds on the hillside, when they were announcing peace, they were announcing, hey, the Prince of Peace is here. He's here. He's in the baby and he's the baby in the manger. 
So really, it wasn't this intangible thing, but the angel was really announcing the prophecy has been fulfilled. The the Prince of Peace is in the world. And that ties back into the scripture that I began with, that in the world you'll have tribulation, but um, is it take heart for I've overcome the world and that that he's the uh, Prince of Peace, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. So the Prince of Peace himself, he's full of peace. It's like we say God is love, He that is his character. Another part of him is that he is peace. So... Yes. Really, he was the hope coming into the world, wasn't he, at that point? And he still is. Right. And again, we can only have true peace on this side of heaven through him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I guess that is really my my prayer and my hope is that people come to see that and realize that and accept him and his free gift. Mm-hmm. Like... I just don't understand in my own mind how people get through some of these things in life Mm -hmm. without the peace of Jesus. And I think that's why so many people are, are hurting. They're just hurting so badly because they don't have that peace and they don't understand that. And where do they get it? And, and how do they get it? And, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking for me when you see somebody hurting so badly and you have the answer for them and you're handing it to them and they reject it. And I think that's how the father, I know. Right, right. Certainly there are those that reject and then there's a whole lot of people who have never heard the good news. And I I know you have a a reading on that one too. And if you want to a little bit later, I'll have you share that reading. Don't let me forget. But what would you say to the woman in her home and her circumstances aren't good? Perhaps she doesn't have food for the children. Perhaps she is looking at that eviction notice perhaps her husband isn't supportive or maybe her husband's not in the home or maybe there's there are terrible health issues there's so many sufferings that we have in the world so i know you're a woman of prayer i know that about you and i want to be very very practical for our listeners if if our listeners find themselves in those kinds of circumstances would would you suggest a conversation with God, and what might that look like? Well, first of all, I would want them to know they're not alone. And they're not the only one that is in that circumstance or who has been in that circumstances. Um, I personally went to bed hungry many nights so that my children could eat. I was that abused woman. I was that woman struggling to feed her children. And there is help out there. Number one, yes, through prayer. And I think it's a desperation prayer too. God, I need to feed my children. Where is this food going to come from? Mm -hmm. For me, it was the local church that I didn't even attend. Mm -hmm. I mean, all all it took was somebody saying, this woman doesn't have food for her children. And the next day there was a box of food on my porch. And so God works in that way. And I think it is a prayer sometimes of God, I don't know where my next meal is coming from. 
God, I don't know where to turn to get help, but I know that you can provide. I know that I can trust you. I know that you didn't bring me this far to fail me now because God never fails us. And when you start to see those little things happen, and I do want to say there are resources in the community, and and they're there to reach out to. Um, and it may even just be your neighbor. You oh, know, goodness. does your neighbor know that mm. you don't have supper for your children? I bet you they would get it for you. You know, mm. um, so I think it's connecting with Christian people and getting those resources. And that is an answer to prayer. Those resources are an answer to prayer when we're able to say, here you go. Yes, you can have seconds tonight because we have enough. God provided for us. And that gives yes. us peace. It does. You know? Yes. Um, we lived on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for a long, long time. Mm. And... I think sometimes, too, that God uses those circumstances to help us later in life, too. Because now I can relate to that woman, mm, you know. Right. I can encourage her and let her know, yeah, I was once there, but now I'm here. And it's only through God that this has occurred. Mm -hmm. You know, let me Isn't share just, that with you. Yes. Isn't it just one step at a time? I've been in those circumstances, yeah. too. I, I remember going to the, the local lake with fishing poles, and I was asking God for fish so that we could have fish to eat. And I, we didn't catch any fish. It's like, God, God, if you had just given us a fish, we could have had, you know, something to eat that way. But I had other food. Maybe, maybe it wasn't meat or that wasn't God's way. Maybe he was just like, okay, trust me for today's food. And then tomorrow, you, you can trust me again for tomorrow's food and so on. And I've been that person with uh, being so behind on bills and not knowing how things were going to come together at all. Yeah. But really, life is often a one day at a time thing. And isn't it that we can expect God to show up in today? Daily, and that's what he taught us with the manna. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, in the desert, he told the Israelites to pick up only what they needed for that day. He was yeah. teaching them to trust him that he would give it again tomorrow. And yes. even I think of, you know, his word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Well, in those Bible times, they had little lamps that attached to their sandals and it only lit one step at a time and that's what that verse is talking about so you're exactly right and it is we can't look too far down the road if we're hungry today we can't look at a month down the road right so we need to eat what's given to us today and let tomorrow worry about itself because God's going to show up again and again and again. And isn't that a wonderful, like, peace and joy to know that when we call on him, and even in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day 
our daily bread. That's right. Right. And he so was we talking only more about at today. Right, right. And he was talking about more than just the food, wasn't he, when he's talking about our daily bread. He knows exactly what's in every single one of our days. And I don't know about you, Cindy, but for me, one of my peace robbers is that grasping for future things, if, if only this, or I don't know, or, or being fearful of the future. What's this going to look like? I don't know. I don't know if, if I'm going to survive this, you know, just something future, future, future. There's no, no, what we would say in Christian circles, no grace, no ability to handle the future. We have to be able to find help right here in the now. So would you right. think, would you support that as well, that, that peace really can only be applied to today? Absolutely. And, you know, we want to put a spiritual application to that. I mean, maybe your need today is to quell anxiousness, right? Maybe your need today is, I just need to survive today because I have this horrible cold. And mm-hmm. I, I need to just be peaceful about taking care of myself and letting this other stuff slide. Like whatever our need is for the day, that is our daily bread. And we can have peace in knowing that God is going to provide that for us somehow, some way. But we also have to accept it, right? We have to have our hands out and ready to receive that gift that he's going to give us, that blessing, Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. of finding peace. Mm-hmm. And, and Cindy, do you think you alluded that sometimes um, things aren't changing and that we're, we're receiving something from the Lord. So that's so key for each of us to grasp a hold of that. What Jesus is offering us is himself and part of who he is, like we've talked about, is peace. He is actual a manifestation as as close as as the seat that I'm sitting on. I mean, I can sit down into Jesus, for example, in my heart, which means my in my thinking, I can sit down into Jesus and say, I know you're going to take care of me because you're bigger than this circumstance, even if I don't understand. Or in, in exactly. my emotions, it can... It can um, quiet my emotions. I've had it where my emotions were all stirred up. I've had it where my thinking has just been all uh, like a, a whirlwind in my head. And I've gone to the Lord and he himself has quieted me. So even though the circumstance doesn't change, the true gift in that circumstance is that Jesus has become real to me at that point. And and don't you find that this is how we really get to know the Lord? It's in these circumstances that are bigger than us? Absolutely, because it exercises our trust muscle, mm. right? God will show us over and over again that he's going to be with us. And like you said, the circumstances may not change and they may not change today, but life is a process. Just as learning about Christ as our peace is a process. And, um, you know, there's many mornings I lay in bed and my stomach is just in knots, just 
thinking about get, getting out of bed. And mm -hmm. I just cry out to God. You know, God, I can't do this. I need you to give me the peace mm -hmm. that this, this feeling stops. I'm, I'm just rebuking this in your name. I need your strength. I need your peace. And literally within seconds, that unrestful feeling is gone. And I'm able to get out of bed and just look at the next thing. Sometimes we can't even look at our, our, our full day in front of us, right? Because it becomes overwhelming. And we right. do get unrestful and don't have peace about it if we have so many things on our plate. So we need to mm -hmm. ask God to prioritize for us. Show me what is the most important things I have to do and just what's the next step? What's the next step? Okay, that's checked off. What's the next step? And you will find that he gives you peace through that. You know, mm -hmm. just taking that moment by moment thing. And we talk about that in yes. Grief Share too. Just do the next thing. Well, what does that look like? Well, maybe it's just brushing your teeth. Maybe it's just getting dressed. And there, there are people hurting so badly out there that it is a struggle just to get out of bed yes. and get dressed and walk outside. So one step at a time through the peace of Jesus, we can do that. He gives yes. us the strength. And, and that again, daily bread. God, I just need the strength to get my shoes on and walk outside. Mm -hmm. And just mm -hmm. one step, one step one step and he will walk that journey with you if you simply reach out to him his yes. hand is already there all you have to do is. is grasp it that's it that's it and i know that you have a a practice of being grateful gratitude um i know that yes. you not only you have written your journal or your devotional, I want to get into that very shortly. But you also are a consumer of journals, um, uh, devotionals, and you have a, a gratitude practice. How does that tie in with peace, this idea of being grateful? Well, and it's, it's kind of funny, too, because I call it my attitude of gratitude. And I write down three things every morning that I'm grateful for. So here's something that people may not even think about. I lit my candle on my kitchen table this morning, and I was just writing in my journal, and I'm like, oh, that just smells so nice. What am I thankful for today? I'm thankful mm. for the scent of that candle. I'm thankful for the ability to smell that candle. Oh my gosh. And I'm thankful for the beautiful light from that candle. Something mm -hmm. so simple, right? Yeah. But when you start and think about all the things that we could be thankful for, and just the most simple things, that cup of coffee in the morning, warm blankets, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is, you get a sense of peace with that. And the more mm -hmm. grateful you are, 
it turns into peace. It does something to your spirit and soul. When you start looking at life in gratitude, mm -hmm. everything starts to be better. I, I honestly, I can't tell you how that works. I just know God does it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He just, everything. The ability to sing a praise, the, the TV, wow, I can turn that on and listen to music. The ornaments on my tree, each one of them has a special meaning, you know, mm -hmm. it just three things, three things every day that I'm thankful for, and it will change your life. Yes, yes. I have, uh, for years, Cindy, I've even been in the shower and thank God for water because I think I have moved into three different locations where water has been a problem for one reason or another. And whenever we lived on a farm for almost four and a half years, water the water that was there was not usable in any way my hair was all gummy and we smelled like uh, iron so badly we had to do showers elsewhere we had to do laundry elsewhere so I for years and years and years after that I would thank God even for water but uh, there's always Absolutely. something to be grateful for isn't there always yeah yeah in and, every and circumstance Yes, right. And, and then doesn't it do our hearts good? I mean, life, life can have some really hard things in it, but we don't want to walk around with the, the heavy weight. It's as if we're under this boulder of our troubles. But if we begin, like you said, just being grateful even just for one thing, then all of a sudden our, our heart is being lifted up. Our eyes are being lifted up above that circumstance. And then we can enjoy life. Or there's hope because, because yes. without any hope, you can't have peace, but you know that the sun came up today. So, so there's hope that something can be different. So I just want our listeners to know that even though our circumstances can be f so very desperate and we're not minimizing those things, you and I have both been through very dire circumstances and you've suffered such great loss and that, that is horrendous. And I know some of our, our listeners are in that very place. But in the midst of this world where we have great sorrow and tribulation, which is troubles, we, we can have some sweetness in life. And we don't oh, yes. really know what the future is going to hold. Something can change in just, just a day, you know, Yesterday could be really, really terrible, but if we're looking for things to be better, then things certainly can get to that better place. So we always right. have reason for hope, don't we? Right. Yeah. Always. Well, I want to talk always. about your... Go ahead. I was going to say, I want to talk about your beautiful journal. Hope. Yes, we it's, do. Isn't it beautiful? It is. Yes. Whenever I saw this on Amazon, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is the most beautiful cover on a book that I think that I've seen. It is. But can I say, wonderful. Val, just because this cover looks feminine, 
right? It is so beautiful. The florals and the tea, we think of, you know, serenity and tea parties and ladies. This book is designed for men too. Uh, There we go. Because they need peace too, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So this book is really suitable for both genders, you know, male and female, and from the age of 12 and up. Okay, excellent. I know I've been having fun with it. Um, the way your, your journal is set up, can you tell them the, the format of how it is? How, sure. How they can use it. So it is a 30-day journal, and each verse, and there is a daily verse, has something about God's peace. So we're going to learn about peace in 30 days. It is not a self-help book that you're going to have peace in five easy steps. But each day has a verse with a small reading. And then what I felt was so very, very important was to have reflection questions and a space for journaling. What those questions bring to your mind to help you work through things because I think things become more clear when we write it down and a coloring page for each day so as you're thinking about maybe what those questions are you can kind of have your fingers still busy but not just immediately write down the first thing that comes to your mind but really ponder the question and um Some of the readings are very personal, taken from my own life, um, and some of them are not. But each one shares a way that we can turn our focus to the peace of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love it that you um, provided two different ways for reflecting on the verse and also on the, the, the little reading, because so often, don't we, even as Christians, we, we have our little quiet time in the morning, or we'll listen to the music in the car on the way to work, we might be talking to God, or we might have peace then, and then we rush out. And then we've forgotten, and the day still consumes us somehow. But your, yes. your little book, just by writing it out and making it personal, or I, I like to think of um, writing and answers, answering these types of questions of like emptying my soul, writing down my soul. Really, sometimes yes. I can be writing out things that are troubling me. And just writing it down on paper can be helpful. Or I'll then be reminded of something that gives me hope. Um, so that helps me. And then... Um, the, the little coloring page, it, it makes you linger just a little bit longer. And, and so it's like, take time to really rest in these moments of peace, because like you've said, like Jesus offering a gift, this is a gift too, just to linger a while in this, this little space where you can just sit in peace is what I'm thinking. Just let yes. peace just just be right there with you. And it can be God, the person, well, if, you know, the Prince of Peace there. I, I wrote on the back of the book mm-hmm. and I said, I invite you to take a break, brew a cup of tea and just relax while meditating on a short illustrative reading, considering God's peace. 
Each passage has a corresponding scripture verse and reflection questions to encourage the reader to do a self-evaluation. Mm -hmm. And to further calm your spirit, there have been coloring pages added for each day. So mm -hmm. it is about just sitting and taking that time and that moment to meditate and ponder and be in God's presence and feel his peace even if it is only for that short period and then you have to run out the door to the chaos, but you know, you can come back to God's right, right. peace and just think about that throughout the day too. Absolutely. And I, and I, I do appreciate that you use the words um, to encourage the reader to do a self-evaluation. We have to know where we are to know how we might be able to, move out of where we are some sometimes for me i've had like i had explained this is swirling in my mind there's just so many thoughts in my mind that it just seems so overwhelming and i don't have clarity at that point but if i can just right. write down lord i'm feeling this and i'm feeling this or you you said here that that um you you would give me peace but i'm not feeling peace you know just to write that down and then also when we're writing down where we are i know you have this experience as well all of a sudden you'll sense god talking to us you know he really yes. does or he can plant a little idea in our minds, like you said about going to the neighbor next door. You know, maybe that would have never occurred to somebody, but oh my gosh, yes, I know that the sweet lady next door, she bakes bread. I think she would be thrilled to give me that loaf of bread that I need for my family. Right. What, whatever. When, we're just making ourselves available to God to be able to give us that next thing to do, isn't it? Or even just that right. heart piece. And, and then it, it just steadies us. It, it takes that swirling and it stops it. Right. And if I could just add to, this is a time to really be honest mm -hmm. with yourself. You know, some of these reflection questions, um, you may be like, that doesn't pertain to me. But when you start digging a little deeper into yourself, this is really a time to be honest with yourself and with God so that he can give you that peace. Yes. Right. Because yes. you're still going to be at unrest if you're not being honest with yourself. Right. And you talked about that when we opened, you said that you were suppressing your emotions. It's not you were wanting to be dishonest, but maybe it was hard to deal with. But then if I heard you correctly, it was whenever you started to deal with those emotions and, and consider them that you began to heal. Yes, yes. You, you know, it is so damaging to hide and put that mask on. And, you know, if we can't be honest with ourselves, you know, how can we be honest with anybody else? And, um, you know, how can we heal if we're not even facing what's wrong with us? You know, you yes. can have that scab over it, but unless it heals from the inside out, that wound is going to keep festering. Yeah, so we, you know, in order to have that peace, 
we have to rip that scab off and let Christ do the work inside of us. Yes, yes. I, I know we mentioned about um, the lady in her household, but you know, men sometimes don't don't feel like they can be honest with their emotions, but don't they need to be honest with their emotions as well? Absolutely. And, you know, in in my opinion, it takes a very strong man to admit his weaknesses and cry and face those emotions. You know, we have put this thing in society on men that they have to be so stoic and strong and and not show their emotions when that is not the case at all i mean when we look in the scripture jesus wept yes right and he certainly wasn't a weak man no it, we have to face that you have to feel to heal and if you can't feel that if you can't face those emotions and get those out, then that piece is not going to come in. You have to get that stuff out in order for God to come in and get, you know, give you that gift of peace. Yes. And you mentioned helps. And just to insert there that the, that would be the place to find somebody to talk to, whether it's um, a, a pastor or whether it's a it's a counselor or a, a trusted friend you know we just don't go putting our, our hearts out there everywhere but someplace where we feel safe whether we're a man or a woman or a child there's a definitely mm -hmm. help out there for us and we need to take advantage of whatever resources we have yeah. right right absolutely yeah. but uh your book is an easy it is an easy to get resource, isn't it? Can you tell our, our listeners yes, where they can get your book? This book is available on Amazon. And so if you have Prime, of course it'll ship for free. It's also on Barnes and Noble, Abe Books, and Thrift Books. So when you go to those sites, all you have to do is type in Serenity a 30-day devotional, and it'll take you right to that book. And um, also, if you're local, I have always a supply here at the house, and I'm more than happy to meet up with somebody and give it to them personally. Um, so they can uh, reach me at cindy.rummel at yahoo.com, and in the subject line, just put serenity, and I will know that that's somebody looking for a book, and we'll get in touch and get it to them. Okay, and um, some of our listeners I know won't be uh, viewing, but they will be in their cars perhaps, or in their homes, and they have the earbuds in. So serenity, as far as your book, can you give a spelling to that? And can you also uh, spell your name correctly and give your your um, email again so they have that? Sure. Yes, it's Serenity, S-E-R-E-N-I-T-E-A. It's a little play on words, Serenity. Yes. And uh, you spell my name, C-I-N-D-Y dot Rummel, R-U-M-M. E L L at yahoo.com. Excellent. 
Excellent. And I'll put those in the show notes as well. But I just thought for somebody on the run, by the time they get to their office, they might think, I want to get that little devotional and that they spell it serenity in the way that we know the common way of spelling serenity. They're not going to find your book. And I wanted to make sure that right. they, they find your book. And and Cindy, it is it is truly a very lovely, helpful devotional. And I, I know that I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I definitely, um, you know, we'll, we'll be closing shortly, but can you give just like maybe a scripture or two of a couple other peace passages that they might find in your little book? Sure, sure. Um, day 14 is how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger bringing good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, announcing salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. And that's Isaiah 52, 7. And the little reading that goes with that is a very personal uh, story. And it says, when someone brings you good news, they can become the most beautiful thing you have ever seen. You are so overjoyed and grateful, no longer fretting, worried, or scared within yourself. No longer wondering when, what, how, or why. The good news brings peace of mind. This is how I felt when I got the news concerning my daughter-in-law and the last set of twins she was carrying. Never have I felt so thankful in my life, reduced to weeping and worshiping Jesus through tears of happiness and relief. Good news helps solidify our faith that God hears and answers our prayers. Big prayers, little prayers, children's prayers, all diversity of people's prayers. God hears every one of them. This was the case when the angels brought the good news to the shepherds in the fields the night Jesus was born. The shepherds then related the good news to everyone they encountered. It was the news the Jewish people had been praying for and waiting for centuries to hear. Emmanuel, God with us. God's plan was going forth with the proclamation of the good news. Our God reigns. Have peace today knowing that God is with you. And this is very good news. So, yeah, that's very personal because... The my my son and his wife actually have two sets of twins and um, a little girl in in the middle. But five years ago, when she was pregnant with the last set, they had twin to twin transfusion syndrome, which I'm not even going to try to explain. Yeah. Um, but just know that neither one of those babies were expected or supposed to survive, and we now have two beautiful beautiful five-and-a-half-year-old girls that are just miracle children. So, yeah. Driving down Philadelphia Street, I had to pull over because I could no longer see to drive, and it was the most peaceful moment I, I could have ever hoped for. 
So you have had a lot of circumstances in your life where the circumstances weren't conducive to peace, but you have a very real God that you go to, and he does peace you in the middle of these circumstances. And I can understand why you would write this lovely devotional on on peace. It's it's very real to you, and and I know that uh, we have heard that very, very clearly today. And you have been a good news messenger for us today. And you talked about um, God hearing our prayers and all kinds of prayers. You said that in this this uh, little devotion on, on page 14. But I just wonder if I might ask you if you would be willing to pray for us as we go out into our day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Heavenly Father, our God, Thank you for Val and for this platform. Thank you for the listeners. Jesus, right now, I thank you for being our Prince of Peace. I pray during this conversation that hearts were moved, moved towards you, God, and the only one whom we can truly have peace through. I pray if someone listening doesn't know you as their personal Savior, that they would accept your free gift of salvation. We thank you for the message of the angels this time of year. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. That by you we can have faith in our hearts and lives through a relationship with you. Jesus, I pray that as we move into the new year, we grow ever closer to you and in you. Bless us with your peace and help us all to accomplish your plan for us, whatever that may be. God, you always make a way where there is no way. God, you grant peace in so many precious places. Father, we thank you again for this time. Lord, may your word go forth and not be void. Father, we just thank you for this day. Bless the listeners, Lord, as they travel on. And God, just help us to remember to take one step at a time. There's in your precious name that we pray and we thank you and we love and appreciate you, God. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Cindy. That was such a a perfect, perfect prayer. And it it certainly reflects your wonderful, close relationship with the Lord. I appreciate you very much as a friend, but also as a sister in the Lord. And I so appreciate that you were willing to take time out of your day and to encourage us on the Move Your Heart podcast. So thank you uh, once again for that. And so we'll close out our broadcast today. And I want to thank the listener for joining us today and as Cindy imparted that prayer of peace I pray that you will receive that as a gift Jesus himself as Cindy has so aptly said is reaching out his hand and offering us all peace and so I join with Cindy in that prayer that we will accept the Prince of Peace So I do pray as well that your heart has been moved, and I pray that your life will move in a very positive direction. Thank you for joining us, friends. Be very blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.